This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's talk about ICBC now and whether your car insurance is going to keep going up, up, and away. The continuing problems over at the public auto insurer. Interesting development this week where the John Horgan government backed down at least a little bit on one unpopular controversial plan to hit drivers with a $50 annual fee to cover occasional drivers on their car. So if you had someone that occasionally drove your car, your kid, maybe a neighbor, something like that, maybe someone who drops your, your kids off at a school or something, if they drove that car fewer than 12 times a year, uh, ICBC is potentially looking for a list of names and then charge you an annual $50 fee and then potentially crank up your auto insurance rate as well on top of that. The government did a back down partially on that this week, although if you have young drivers in your family who occasionally use that vehicle, you will still be looking at getting dinged on that. Meanwhile, you've got a new rate structure coming in for your auto insurance premiums this fall. Some interesting bracing on that. If you are a so-called bad driver... You could be paying more, but it all depends on how you define a bad driver. It all gets down to the eternal debate in this province as well of whether we should go to private auto insurance. Let's check in with Chris Sims now, BC Director of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation, who's been following this one closely. Hiya, Chris. Hi, thanks for having me on. Great, thanks for coming on. What do you think about this, first of all, this decision by the government to kind of partially back down on this $50 surcharge for occasional driver? Well, it's a smart decision because people were freaking out about it and they were really mad and rightly so. Um, I think what people are mostly mad about, though, is the fact they don't have a choice. And as you point out, this doesn't apply to young drivers. Right. So say you're a married couple or a couple living together, whatever, and your young person who's a new driver is in your home, you're still going to be paying through the nose uh, with ICBC and with this new fee as well tacked onto it. So... We need to keep that in mind, where I think that's usually the scenario. Uh, okay. For most people, they'll have a young person who's the occasional driver. It's not usually an adult. But isn't it fair to charge people more for their insurance if you have a younger driver be occasionally behind the wheel because they're, they're a higher-risk driver? Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. think the, the catch here, though, is the reason why we're paying so much extra here in B.C., even in that scenario, is, is because we don't have a choice. Remember that study that came out just a few months ago? That was the big astounding difference in the number. They had an example of a couple living in Langley with a young driver who used their Honda Accord to commute to work. They were paying $830 more per year than the exact same couple would in Edmonton. So same people, same driving record, same vehicle, same usage, but more than $800 more because it's a monopoly here in B.C. and it's not in Alberta. Okay, ICBC right now is getting ready to roll out what they call a new rate structure uh, for your auto insurance. That's coming this fall. And the way the government has spun this one, Chris, is that they want to make auto insurance premiums more fair and reflective of the actual risk of the driver behind the wheel. So if you're a quote-unquote good driver, your insurance premiums would conceivably go down. If you are a bad driver, so you've racked up a bunch of speeding tickets or you've been in some at-fault accidents, your insurance premiums would go up. 
does this make sense to you? I mean, on the surface, most people would consider themselves to be a good driver and would say potentially bring it on. Yeah, I like the idea of cheaper insurance. What are your thoughts? That's a great point, and there's a lot to tease out there. So one, uh, your spidey sense on what is in, what is and isn't a good driver is a good one. Yeah. Because we need to remember that I think it's something crazy. Like 80% of BC drivers uh, here in this province qualify for the good driver discount, which is the 40% discount. That being so, we still pay the highest rates in Canada. Like, that's staggering. And so that should have been a clue for a lot of us that in order to bring in even more money to try to pay down that dumpster fire they've got, that they might move the goalposts on what qualifies as a, quote, good driver. So that sounds like that's exactly what they're doing in the fall. And we're going to have to wait to see what that actually means for an average driver. Does that mean that a tiny nudge in a parking lot, which still shouldn't happen, but if that happened, does that automatically mean you no longer are a good driver, even though you've been a very good driver for decades? And we also need to keep in mind the way that they phrased it. They didn't say that good drivers would be paying less. Good drivers will be paying less than they otherwise would have been, is what they said. Right, they're paying less more. Yes, less more, my L- Less friend. more. It's so still going up, but so not by as much. Right, so your rates might go up, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't go up as much as it would have been otherwise. So yes. you pay less more for <laughs> your insurance. More. Everyone's going to pay, pay more, but I just wonder what the public reaction is going to be to this in the fall. When the government finally rolls out and says, okay, this, you are a good driver or a bad driver, I got a feeling there may be a lot of people out there who think, them, think of themselves as good drivers, but ICBC might have another opinion. Yes, exactly. What happens yeah. if they, they decide that, you know, that minor speeding ticket you had years ago now disqualifies you as being a good driver? What if they demand a driver's abstract going back 20 years instead of just a few mm. years? Like, you never know. They have data on all of this stuff. They know what your driving record is. And if they're going to arbitrarily change it, then really that's up to the electorate. And I think both you and Keith Baldry have been right when they say that ICBC is going to be a major election issue. And this yeah, is why. I, this is money out of your pocket, and you're forced to pay it. I think so, too. I'm speaking to Chris Sims, Canadian Taxpayers Federation. Chris, I, th- I think that ICBC could be a key election issue here going forward, especially when you got the Liberals now saying, let's talk about private insurance. I mean, if you try to pin down Andrew Wilkinson, the Liberal leader, on this, and I tried to do it yesterday on the show, about precisely what he's talking about when he says we need more choice in auto insurance in this province, what he's saying is we'll do a review and they will put everything on the table, including competition, full competition on basic auto insurance from private insurance providers. That's being put on the table by the liberals here now. Is that is it time to have that conversation in this province? Should people be allowed to buy private auto insurance? Oh, it absolutely is. Uh, It's well past the time. Uh, We need to remember that when ICBC was first brought into British Columbia under the then Dave Barrett government, Gunsmoke was literally the top TV show. That was back when (laughs) governments used to own things like telecom companies. Uh, The world has changed dramatically. And we only need to look at our neighbors, for example, in Alberta, who are allowed, I can't believe I'm using that term for adults, allowed to shop around for their car insurance. 
And so, yeah, bad drivers will sometimes pay more. Good drivers, in most cases, will pay a heck of a lot less. And they're allowed to pick their insurance. And you can bundle it with, like, your home insurance, your content insurance. If you've got a quad, like an ATV or a snow machine or a motorbike, you can do that too. You pay less for your campers. Um, when you do an apples-to-apples comparison uh, between B.C. and Alberta, they pay way less than us. And I just I can't see the harm of having more choice and being able to shop around. And the, the thing that we're offering is, hey, if you guys like collective insurance and you don't want to get rid of it completely, fine. Turn ICBC into a co-op. So it's similar to a credit union. So those folks who like that form of insurance, not everybody does, but those who do like it can keep it. But then let the rest yeah. of us schmucks actually shop around and try to save a few dollars. Yeah, sort of like, it's hundreds of dollars a year. Right, so make ICBC compete against the private sector. Exactly. If they're so good, get them to compete. Uh, Imagine a grocery store. Imagine we only had one grocery store chain in all of BC and the government ran it. Chris, thanks for coming on today. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Chris Sims, the Canadian Taxpayers Federation.